Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, a real treat, a, one of the team owners that stands out from the pack because she is a loner, but she has a very large team behind her at the moment, in terms of Betty Klamenko and her Erebus Motorsport team. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Betty. Hello, nice to be here. It's wonderful to have you. Um, we were just uh, reminiscing on that very strange day at the Grand Prix when we are told to go home and pack up and you and your husband drove home. Yeah, we'd actually pre-planned to drive the car home because we have a place in Melbourne. And uh, it just worked out that I felt much safer driving home, even though it was 10 hours. And it's, it's, not, it's a bit of a boring drive, but it's an easy one, you know. We've done it very, very many times, so it's good. The big news around Erebus, two things, actually, at the moment. The first one is that uh, the documentary Inside Line goes to air tonight um, on Fox and KO and various other platforms. Um, that was a pretty amazing thing to happen. When did you first give them this heads up that this is going to go on? Uh, 2000 and the end of 2018. And, um, you know, I was just talking about it with Sean and Sean said, yeah, you know, we would really like to do it next year on Erebus. And I thought, you know what? We were so out there. Everyone knows about it. We might as well film it. So that's exactly what we did. And, it was a very intense but great process and uh, you get used to it. You just, you know, in the beginning you're a bit shy and you're a bit, you know, worry about what you say. And then I think after episode one you start to notice we all start to relax and there's a lot of swearing and there's a lot of yelling and there's a lot of um, normal garage talk. Yeah. I imagine in some ways it's actually a unifying thing. Um, not that you know, you're know you fighting an enemy, of course, but just the, the sheer fact that being so intrusive on you. Um, it wasn't really. I must give it... I have to give it to the production company and the guys that were doing the shooting. They actually had... We were... In the morning, they would put a recorder on us and then they would actually film from quite a, a way away and just zoom in. Um, but... You just got used to it. It just became part of your everyday life on track. That you know there was a camera behind you. you would even say, "Oh, the boys coming," or you know, have they had lunch? It just became, you know, something that just happened. I actually missed it when they stopped. <laughs> now, am I right in thinking that um, there are numerous episodes of it? How many do you remember? There are eight episodes, and it's two per eight week episodes. for four weeks. And right, okay. they're going to film. Two a week for four weeks. A second series. Yeah, but there's a second series coming as well. Well, there, should be. there is, but it's going to be, we call it the asterisk year because uh, we actually haven't done any racing and uh, we're not all together. So uh, we're filming it in a very different way. And basically, it'll show you what happens to a team when we're not a team, when we're not racing now because of this, this year. It's uh, changed everything for us well that in itself will make it unique and documenting that um have you seen many episodes uh i started to watch them and i watched two episodes and then i said you know what i think i'm going to surprise myself and just watch it on television with like everyone else is watch it with social media 
So you'll have that yeah. on in the background. Uh, I don't, you know, social media and me, I, all I do is Facebook. And then when Shannon, our media girl, yells at me, I put a picture on Instagram. <laughs> do you like what you've seen so far? And do you like the way it's portraying your team? I look like you're a bit of a hard bitch on it, you know, but uh, that's just the way my voice comes across. I've got a very deep voice. So I look like I'm always yelling at David and Anton, and I'm not really. They know that, you know, I've got their best interest at heart, but sometimes they just do the most stupid things and I just can't help myself. The mother comes out in me and I'll, you know, give them a little flick on the back of the helmet and, like, look at them with the, what was that? So, uh, you know, I think sometimes drivers do need a little bit of that, you know, just to bring them back to earth. In light of what's happened this season... It's good that there is that supercar content that is able to get out there and to keep people engaged. You know what? I'm. It's sad that it turned out that way, but it's good for for the fans of the sport because they can watch something new and different. One of the things that is uh, different about your team, and there are many, many things. Um, obviously, having a Bathurst win against the might of the two uh, mega mega star teams, but is. You have two drivers of such dramatic contrast. I mean, Anton and David are wonderful characters in themselves, but they also are wonderful counter to each other, aren't they? No, and that that is a, a great thing. And that I must give that to Barry Ryan. And you know, we've all, we've discussed it between ourselves that we give our drivers the freedom to be themselves, and they're two totally separate, you know, personalities and characters. And because we give them that freedom that their personality does shine through and you know they're good for each other they are very good for each other and they're they're good friends that has been also an opportunity with david having someone to mentor it is but people tend to forget that anton was a great driver in his own right in the open wheelers uh you know this is a boy who's had he's done it on his own since he was 16 and lived in europe by himself so he's not really a naive rookie when he came in. He it was he's only a rookie to this series. I mean, he did super twos, but uh, you know, to the main game, he was the rookie. But mentally and physically, he was not a rookie. How do you put this year into a uh, into a basket and then go? All right, everything's on hold, and we're going to be ready to go when they do. Turn off the uh, turn off the lights, the oh, red well, lights, and start racing again. <laughs> we had a bit of practice last year with the Ford, so I think the Holden teams are used to it. Um, you just put an asterisk next to it. Tell me, just get around talking about this uh, your medical involvement in the uh, COVID nineteen. Um, it's because of Mirka Rosa. His family come from uh, Italy. That he's Anton's engineer and. Uh, concerns about uh, trying to do something to help the situation. Did Barry come yes, to you or Merca come to you? How, they they called me, but Merco's family, his whole family lives in Milan now. And he, it's very hard for him to get information, very hard for him to know what's happening to his family. And uh, he was watching a um, program on in, in Italian and they were showing a version of the mask that we've, that we've made. Uh, much, much cruder version. And he thought, we can do that better. You know, we're engineers, we can do this better. So he spoke to Barry and then Barry rang me. He didn't even finish the sentence and I just said, 
do it. Go ahead, just do it. And um, I think it's good for the team has been amazing. They've gone into it wholeheartedly. They've done it with Dr. Carl from Supercars. And they've, the things that have been said to them by doctors, where they, they've been dropping off things to hospitals all over Victoria. And um, the doctors are, um, you know, amazed at what they can, you know, how they can, you know, help their own safety and their own um, health by using these, by implementing these uh, things that our team has made. And um, I just, it's, it's amazing. We have to stand on our feet in a race and make a decision in, you know, tens of, a tenth of a second. And, you know, if something's wrong with the car, we can't just go, oh, well, we'll just go and fix it. We have to fix it very, very, very fast if we fix it at all. We have to come up with different ways and means to do this fixing. And I think this has translated into what we do, we've done. It took five days to get the prototype out to Dr. Carl and for him to test it in the hospital. And it is, instead of just sitting back and complaining about the, you know, about salary, you know, cuts and and the money, you know, money in the sport cut. Our guys, along with, and now we've got other teams helping us, especially uh, Cool Drive, the Blanchard. They're doing all the logistics now. It's now become a supercar thing, not just an Arab thing. And uh, to see my sport, the one that I love, uh, band together and all team rivalry, rivalry go out the window and we're there for each other. And it's, you know, all the teams, especially... And Ryan Story from Penske and um, uh, Roland Dane. And, you know, it's just amazing to see them all coming to us and say, what can we do? How can we help? You know, Walk and Shaw, all of them. And, you know, it's now become a supercar thing. And uh, Campbell Little from Supercars is involved now. And, um, you know, we should be so proud of our sport and what our, our, you know, what all these teams are doing together. It's not about just one team doing it. It's about doing it and doing it for a reason, to, you know, to keep the doctors and nurses safe. And it's a remarkable thing is, of course, that there's no question about your boys wouldn't have anything to do. Um, they are, you know, lifting themselves up to, to take on a, a new challenge and do something that they'd never done before. I mean, it's quite extraordinary sort of process to be involved in that. Um, it is. Looking at the year... Looking at the year to come and whether there's 10 races, 20 races, whatever is going to happen over the next months, and obviously we're still probably six or eight weeks away really from something is, you know, definitely going to be known. What would your preference be? I mean, you know, there's been mooted talk about no um, no fans at the track, you know, putting on events, no fa- no fans. That When we spoke at the Grand Prix, I, I'm pretty certain that you were dead against that sort of idea because... The sport is about the fans. You're exactly right, and I did. I was against it at the Grand Prix, but after several weeks of reading what's out there, I'm, I don't know if I would change my mind about it. But I probably, if we were doing it someplace like Winton, uh, smaller places, I can understand doing one that is not been aired and has no fans. It wouldn't feel as lonely or is lost, but uh, it, we really are a sport that, that you know, thrives on the, the on the fans. And, you know, if you really are, we, we're there to entertain the fans. And you can't 
entertain empty air. It's been interesting. The rugby league seemed to be able to play in front of empty stadiums and the uh, Victorians would say, well, they do that every weekend. But when we saw Aussie rules in the MCG with no fans, that was quite stark and it, it did feel hollow. It didn't feel like the event that even when you've got no. a half-field MCG is. Yeah, I know. But uh, we're lucky if we wanted to, we could just focus on the cars and not pull back into the, you know, in, into where a crowd may be. But I, yeah, it's very hard because I know the sponsors want to get back out there. The drivers want to get back out there. You know, the sport needs to continue. We have to keep it in, in people's minds. And I'm being a bit selfish when I probably say that I'd like to see the fans there. But ultimately, it is the board and the commission's choice of what we do. And I'll go along with that. It's going to be interesting when the E-Series gets started because with the graphics these days, and I've said it to a lot of people, I can imagine that a casual observer of sport who sits down and sees an E-Series race could be uh, could be almost fooled into it possibly passing as a real race. Don't laugh. I walked quickly past uh, the television and my husband was watching and I said, which race was that? I honestly thought I was watching a, a race. I, I'm half blind at the best of times, but uh, the only problem is that Dave Reynolds is not known for his uh, gaming skills. Let's just put it this way. He got, he got black. Uh, black flag from the practice session because you end up going backwards. Yes, on Monza. <laughs> it yeah. was, it's it's an interesting situation, but it does allow your mobile billboards to get on television, and yes, it does. that's going to that's going to be important because when we see how you know how the other sports have been, well, it's not harsh to say crippled. Um, by what's happened, here's an opportunity where your sponsors are going to get uh, some extra value. And I'm almost tempted to say, Betty, we could really use an owner's race, couldn't we? Because it's not going to cost oh, very no, much if you crash. Not. No, we could not because I don't play games at all. <laughs> I don't go near it. I don't go anywhere near them. I would, I'd have to put in a proxy, I think. Well, put your um, husband in. Yeah, I could put my husband in or I could put in Anton. Well, that's what you're doing anyway with the uh, E-Series. I'm saying owner's yeah. series. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, you know, I've already had this mentioned to me. Look, give me, do me any other thing but something that I have to do on a computer or a game and I'll be fine. I'm, I just don't want to go near that. That would just do my head in. But I would put my husband up for it. No, it sounds a bit kumbaya of the uh, team ownership stakes now, so it doesn't sound like you'd be trying to uh, drive anyone off the road. Oh God, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know. I would just be standing there screaming. All you'd hear is Daniel. What do I have to do with this thing? It's not going anywhere. Um, no, I would be a, a, a pathetic driver in on in an E series. Have you ever wanted to get into your car, or have you ever gotten into your car and, and had no, a drive? No, I've gone for a, I've gone for one hot lap, but I get car sick. So um, no, I wouldn't fit in the seat. <laughs> You know, I'm not a I'm not a skinny little thing like David or Anton. You know, you'd have to put in a double seat for me, and then I'd be looking to go. What on earth are these things? Where's the automatic? I, uh, you know, my I like to fiddle with the car before it goes out. I'm not I'm not a great um, one for. Well, uh, sorry. You've made an interesting choice this year. I mean, Will Brown obviously uh, did a great job with Anton last year, and now you've uh, you've moved him across to David's uh, partner and brought in Brody and. Uh, 
Craig and I have got to know Brody a, a bit in the last couple of years, and uh, he was a wonderful pickup for your team. We have a great deal of time and respect, and interesting to see that he's actually uh, been uh, doing the setups and all the, of the cars for the E Series. I know it's a, it's a little quirky, but uh, I suppose that's his forte, and he's good at it. And I look, I must admit, and I'm going to be very honest with you, I don't. I watch it if I walk past. I'm not really interested in... Uh, if it doesn't go boom, boom, naturally, I don't want to know about it. Well, I think, Betty, we probably have something in common in that we both like people a lot. Yes, I know. And, and actually, and I must admit, I've, I, I, do, I do have a lot of respect for the drivers who can do this well because um, I know it's not just like sitting in a car and driving. There's a lot of skill required to have it in the right spot at the right time and race and everything else. Um, I just think that because I wasn't in the garage, it doesn't really, it's not really a race for me. <laughs> well, I'm sure the boys will fly the flag well for Erebus. And I know with Barry in charge and Alistair and Mirko that uh, you're going to have a, a team that's going to achieve a hell of a lot more before they uh, hang up their hats for the year. Um, we look forward to when they get back on track. Cars uh, 9 and 99. Um, and, and Betty, I'm, I'm sure that you're going to enjoy some racing again in the not-too-distant future. Well, I hope so, and uh, I would love to go back racing when everyone's healthy and Australia's fine and the virus is gone for a holiday. All right, well, thank you for joining us, Betty, on Inside Supercars. We look forward to seeing you at a, a track nearby in the near future. Thank you. Thank you very much. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more... Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device, search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.